The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Box Score Breakdown presented by Hoop. Dashball.com. I'm your host today, Vince Miracle. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. Be sure to give out uh, uh, another host of this show, the Jolly of Sydney, Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. Give him a follow. And joining me today on this show, you know I can't go without a guest, the one and only Aaron King of hoop-ball.com. Follow him on Twitter at AdamKing91. Adam, how you doing? Uh, very good, mate. How are you going? I, this is our first show together, so always fun to um, to branch out and, and link in with someone new. So, yeah, looking forward to going through nine games I think we had today. Yeah, man, we had a, we had a lot of games. And, yeah, you know what? Welcome to our first time doing a uh, Tuesday show together. We're tipping it off right. A lot of games, so we're going to have to talk to each other quite a bit. We are yes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump right on in. Let's let, let's not let these listeners uh, listen to us banter. Let's just go right into it. And the first game we have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves at home, getting the one thirty nine to one twelve win. Uh, I think let's start let's start with the poo poo team. That's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl mm. Anthony Towns played thirty five minutes, had twenty six points, eight rebounds, and eleven assists. Malik Beasley played thirty three minutes, arguably the best player on the team this year, had twenty six points, one rebound, and four assists with the steal. Anthony Edwards kind of had a dud today, twenty seven minutes, nine points, six rebounds, three assists, but he did get you those two blocks. The only starter to get a block was uh, Anthony Edwards. Rubio did a little bit of something with twelve four and four in his twenty two minutes, and then Vanderbilt only played. 10 minutes as a starter he finished with two and five there were some bench guys here adam but what stands out most to you about this minnesota team uh yeah look i guess they were a team we were watching today because it was their first game uh with finch as the coach so we were sort of we wanted to see what the rotations looked like um whether they'd be and and mainly i guess um factoring in the the power forward uh minutes there so whether Jared Vanderbilt or Jaden McDaniels was able to sort of get a get a leg up on on the other one and 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 um, establish themselves as the starter, but we didn't really get anything. Um, Vanderbilt played ten minutes. Um, McDaniel's played twenty two. Nas Reed played fifteen minutes. Um, so yeah, look, I, I don't think we really took too much out of this game, uh, other than I think Cat. Um, probably featured quite a lot on the offense, which is what we've been wanting to see for years. So uh, that that could be a real big positive to come out of this new coach that that Towns is actually going to get his hands on the ball a bit more. Um, and and yeah, I mean, look, the eleven assists is very very intriguing. I think that um, we could be looking at that as being a, not eleven, but but looking at around six assists per game for him moving forward, which only sort of further establishes him as a top top three, top five fantasy player. Yeah, you kind of have to be a little disappointed with what you got with a guy probably you chose within the top five of in your draft. But today was a, was definitely a day of, of full production. Let me ask this here, Adam. 
Are you rushing to go get McLaughlin right now, McLaughlin right now, Jordan McLaughlin? Because over his last four games, he's averaging six and a half assists. He got 25 minutes today, three three-pointers for nine points and six assists with only one turnover. It, he's only rostered in 4% of leagues. Yeah, you look, he's someone deeper leagues. I think you, you certainly have to go, go and grab him. Um, standard leagues, he's probably worth a look for, for the, just for those assist numbers alone. Um, the minutes have been... Uh, pretty consistent the last week or two. I guess the obviously that once D'Angelo Russell eventually makes it back, he'll take a hit, but that's still over a month away. Um, and Jarrett Culver is also getting closer. He's set to be reevaluated this week, so he could have a bit of an impact as well. But but I think if you need assists, um, yeah, he's probably about as good a streamer as you're going to find at the moment. Who are you rather having, Ricky Rubio or McLaughlin? Uh, I've got Rubio, uh, in a league and, and, and McLaughlin is available. I haven't dropped Rubio yet only because he's the starter, I guess. So I, there's sort of a clearer path to minutes for him. Um, he did only play 23 today compared to 25 for McLaughlin, but the game was a blowout. So I think that sort of garbage time factored in there in the last quarter. So, Probably still Rubio. Um, I'm leaning towards him, but it, it isn't as far. So they're not as far apart as you might f- sort of initially think. Just as a quick glance for those wondering why I would bring that up. The biggest reason why I would ask him that question is just because over the last 14 days here, Adam, Jordan McLaughlin is ranked at a 123. So just outside the top 100 where Ricky Rubio over the last 14 days is at a average uh, at a ranking of 141. So that's why I was just just wondering. You know, I mean, I think Ricky Rubio. Yeah. I agree with you. A starter should always be should always be looked at just a little bit more. And with the name recognition, steals, assists that you get from Rubio, I think it's there. But McLaughlin's shooting percentages are horrible. So let's let's go ahead and you know talk about the elephant yeah. in the room with that one. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to the other team here, the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, get the one thirty nine one twelve win. Big part of that comes down to their number one guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo, in twenty nine minutes had thirty seven points, eight rebounds, and eight assists. After a slow start, Chris Middleton did finish with thirty three minutes, had fifteen points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals. One of my snubs, the second on my list of biggest snubs of the all-star game. He's the only player I know currently that's a part of the 50, 40, 90 club also rated in the top 10 and plus minus plus minus for D defense and their team's defenses in the top 10 of the league. Just saying, throwing some stats out there for you guys about Chris Middleton. I'm a fan. He played really well tonight. Brooke Lopez played well with 15 and five, no blocks though. That's a little disappointing, but he did get a steal. Dante DiVincenzo, white Dante played 25 minutes, 13, five and five. And then DJ Augustine, I've been preaching he needs to stay the starter. They've been keeping him at that 10 points, five assists and a steal today. Uh, Again, there, there's, there's bench players that showed up, like Bryn Forbes, who I've been saying is a bench player and is really good off the bench, scored 23. And Bo- Bobby Portis had 14 and, and 6 with a, with a total of four defensive stats with two steals and two blocks. What stands out to you here, Adam? Uh, yeah, look, you sort of covered most of it there. Forbes had a really nice game. Um, the 23 points are, are obviously really nice. Uh, with five triples, he's still more of a streamer, though. I'm not running to pick him up. Uh, Portis has sort of – he has been trending down, so this this was a better game, and, and four defensive stats is like Christmas when it comes to Portis. So, um, uh, yeah, look, he the, I think garbage time helped a little bit, as we mentioned when we were touching on the Wolves there. 
so Portis is fine to have on a 12-team league. Um, yeah, look, Middleton was he did what he needed to do. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but um, did did his other things. Lopez is a guy. I guess we've been getting plenty of questions about Lopez and whether he's worth holding in standard leagues at the moment. Um, if you, I generally say if you don't need blocks, I'm not holding him. If you need blocks, then he's probably fine to just keep tucked away there on your bench. Um, and for yeah, look, Augustine, I think he makes sense as the starter until Drew Holiday is back. And and he, I mean, he wasn't fantastic, but you, five assists and a steal, a couple of threes, um, shot 67% from the field. So, yeah, if you need a, a short-term pickup um, for assists until uh, Holiday's back, I think Augustine's worth a bit of a look there. Same thing with Connington. A lot of these guys are just, you know, whatever you need. Do you need some steals? You know, a Pat Connington can be there for you. He gets you rebounds and steals, not a lot of points. You know what I mean? If Port Portis is available, he he can go off any single night. I think Forbes, if he needs threes, like this this Milwaukee team has a uh, a nice like group of players that can just fill in wherever you need them in terms of fantasy value. For Augustine, again, he he was the point guard. I assumed he was going to be the starter. He didn't right away. He has now over the last two wins. I think this could be his last game though. There's reports that Holiday is close to a return. If I had to make a guess, he will be in the Bucks next game. Yeah, I think so. They're probably, I guess, potentially you could hold for one more game, even if if he comes back, because um, Holiday's going to be fairly underdone. So he, they might just keep his minutes in check there. But again, in saying that, um, they're they're going to split those backup minutes. It looks like between um, Forbes and and Augustine. So yeah, it would be tough to to hold them there with any confidence. Let's go ahead and move into game number two. And this one was probably the one that had my palms sweating the most. And mainly just due to the fact that I had a bet on this one. I had Celtics minus two. But the Celtics head into Dallas as two-point favorites and fall by three as a at a 107-110 loss. Let's go ahead and start off with the Dallas side here. Dorian Finney-Smith played 38 minutes as a starter, did not do anything, didn't score a single point, uh, but he did get two steals and three rebounds. The minutes are always going to be there for DFS, uh, so, you know, hit or miss type of player. Luka Doncic was two assists away from a triple-double. He finishes with 31, 10, and 8. Josh Richardson put the scoring to use today with 16 and 4. The stats don't show it, but he played really good defense in this game. Uh, Johnson played 28 minutes. He had eight points, three rebounds, three assists, and two steals. And then Dwight Powell, four rebounds and or four points and two rebounds in just 10 minutes of action as a starter. Uh, what stands out most to you here? Uh, look, it's probably it's probably um, Jalen Brunson to be honest. I think he he's yeah. sort of been creeping into the 12 team discussion um, and had another good game here, 22 points. He, He's not going to score 20, uh, sort of over 20 points every night, but he's been getting some assists. And the, I think more importantly, just his minutes have been really consistent. Um, and so, yeah, look, I think deeper deeper leagues, um, you have to roster him. And and the shallower ones, just keep an eye on him. Similar, I guess, to, to Jordan McLaughlin, um, a little bit sort of like TJ McConnell as well for the Pacers. Um, he, just, a, just a really nice streaming option. Uh, outside of him... Um, yeah, look, Finney Smith, as you said, he the minutes were were really good. He had 39 minutes, but but did literally nothing, uh, which that's why he's tricky to 
to have on a 12 team roster. Um, and yeah, look, other than that, I think you, you covered it. We know what Doncic does. Uh, there was no Porzingis, um, and James Johnson w- was pretty good in his 28 minutes, but that he was sort of a spot start there with Kleber and Porzingis both out. Let me ask you this here, Adam, since you brought him up. Chris Tapps Porzingis has, has caught his name in the rumor mill, saying that the, the Mavs are shopping him. Cuban says they're not. The writing seems to be on the wall that they are. Do you think... Over under sixty eight. Let's go. Let's go over under seventy percent. That he is traded. That he is traded. It's over under seventy percent that Kristaps Porzingis is on another team by the trade deadline. Uh, I I think it's probably under. Um, I I think it's possible. I, I I don't know. To me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense giving up on. I, I guess they they viewed Doncic and Porzingis as their their future and their building around them, and to then sort of say, well, this isn't working, let's move on. When they last season was disrupted, when they were on the floor, we saw in the bubble they were really good, um, and then this season they have underwhelmed. But um, Porzingis has has had some injuries and and that sort of thing. So I I like to think it's it's more sort of a fifty fifty. Um, but again, it's I mean, this it's the world we live in at the moment. Who really knows? So it wouldn't be a complete shock if he was moved. Yeah, I think I think it's his contract too, right? Like this is his final year of his contract, not knowing what mm. he's gonna do. What's he really worth with all of these injuries that keep lingering on a big man that, you know, kinda relies on his footwork and, and kind of his athleticism to, to, to finish around the rim. Yeah, I I I, I, st- I agree with you. Maybe it's under seventy. I should have probably put it at sixty five, which is where I was leaning. I think it's just at that line. You can go over under right there, sixty five percent. I'm just saying, and I'm not just saying this because I cover this team, and I don't have any sources on it. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if you start hearing rumblings of Kings trying to pursue Chris Stapps Porzingis. Just throwing that out there. Mm, that'd be interesting. Let's move on to the Boston side. Again, they fall 107 to 110 to Dallas. Jalen Brown, you know, all-star, 37 minutes, 29.7 rebounds, five assists, and two steals. was fantastic tonight. But he got one-upped, and that's by Jason Tatum, who played 35 minutes, had 28 points, six rebounds, and four assists, one steal, but he got those two blocks. And I think those defensive stats mattered at the very end of that game. Kemba Walker actually continues to play well, at least scoring the ball. He played 33 minutes, had 21 points, four rebounds, three assists. Daniel Tice continues to start. He played 25 minutes, had two points, three rebounds, one steal, and two blocks. Tristan Thompson played 21 minutes, eight points, 10 rebounds, and one steal. What stands out most to you about this Boston team? Uh, Look, it's probably, I guess there's positives and negatives. You mentioned Walker. Um, has been scoring the ball reasonably well, so so that's good. He, I think they're on a back to back, so he won't play tomorrow. I wouldn't think. Um, so just keep that in mind if if you do have him on your roster. Uh, yeah, look, Brown was really good. He has cooled off after his really hot start, um, and I'm I'm probably one of his his biggest supporters. I'm I was really high on him coming into the season, so really happy to see him um, get picked as an All Star reserve. Uh, earlier today, that w- that was good. Um, 
and and a nice bounce back game here. The efficiency is really nice for him. Um, and, and look on the 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 other side there, the negative sort of side. It's it's probably Robert Williams. I've already seen a few questions coming in around uh, his performance, so he he didn't do much tonight. And and this is why he's a he's hard to sort of declare a must roster player in, in standard leagues. We know what he can do. Um, even in 15, 17, 20 minutes. Um, we, we've seen that his per-minute production can be really good, but he had 14 minutes here tonight and, and did nothing. So, look, I think if you if you picked him up and added him, you, you're holding because you just have to accept that you're going to get these kinds of performances. But with, with Tice there and Tristan Thompson there, it's still a bit of a mess in terms of minutes. So, um, yeah, I don't have him anywhere, but but I, I would be holding if I did pick him up. Let me ask you this. I I just saw a rumor recently that said that Tristan Thompson or Daniel Tice could be moved. What could that do to Robert Williams' minutes? I mean, I guess obviously it depends on what they get back. I mean, again, the, the rumors are that they're still looking for a center, which just baffles me because they have three of them here on the roster, and I think it's time to free the time, Lord. I'm all about it. I'm a big Robert Williams fan, but how many minutes do you think Robert Williams needs to be consistently getting on a night-to-night basis for guys that are thinking about picking him up where they see, okay, is it 15 minutes, Adam? Like, he's getting 15 minutes a game and getting two blocks, like, He's an automatic pickup, and occasionally he'll he'll give me eight and eight. Or are you saying just pick him up only when you need blocks? He'll always be there, kind of like a JaVale McGee. Uh, yeah. Look, I don't think he he's not he's not going to be as uh, accessible as JaVale McGee. But I think I have still seen him on some waiver wires. I I would like to see him getting up to at least twenty minutes um, yeah. a night consistently. He probably doesn't need that many, but a little bit like Nerland's Noel in in his role, um, you you have them for a reason, and and they're generally going to put up numbers in the in the stats that that you like the, sort of based on why you have them. So he'll he'll get blocks most games, whether he's playing. I mean, he got one block here tonight. So um, and yeah, look, I mean, if they trade away uh, Thompson or, or Tice, then if if it's not to get a centre back, then I guess Williams, he would become a must roster player pretty quickly. Uh, but we are also yet to see him play significant minutes, so it's not. I think it's a little bit like Nerland's Noel is at the moment, even though he's he's sort of been handed the starters role and and really good minutes. You can't just take his production from 15 minutes or 18 minutes and, and sort of double it or, or add 80% or whatever it is, because these guys aren't used to being as fatigued uh, as, as you might be after playing 30 minutes. So the production does fall off. Um, they're generally on the floor with better players if they move into a starting role. So their usage can drop and just their opportunities are reduced as well. So um yeah, look, as I said, if, you, if you've got him for his blocks uh, and some rebounds and field goal percentage, you hold on to him and you just you just have to move on after games like this. Yeah, you just got to know exactly what player he is. You know what you're getting each time. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game. But before we do, listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. And you guys have actually been hearing about it a lot here at hoop-ball.com. Manscaped has just relieved their Weed Whacker. 
from nose trimmings to ear hair trimmings, they have got you covered. So take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you, you will see some of those hairs sticking out of one of those dang holes. So get that weed whacker, get you cleaned up, go to Manscaped, and they got you covered. Take care of those ears. Hootball will be that promo code. I also want to stop and give a shout out to our other sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Man, look, guys, that's what I've been using every single day. I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I was sweating fingertips to, to from hairs, fingertips to toes. I was sweating at MyBookie.ag with all of my bets, man. It's It's been crazy. But look, they're a big sponsor for us. I wasn't able to get it today, but I'm on a plus 17 right now on the year for NBA, and they've been treating me well. So go to MyBookie.ag. If you use promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P. B-A-L-L, they will match up to $500 of your very first deposit. And look, that's not all, guys. After you use that promo code and you sign up, go over to Twitter, look up Dan Bespris, at Dan Bespris on Twitter, and he will give you another special gift on us because you signed up with them through us, and we want to show the appreciation. So mybookie.ag, promo code HOOPBALL, then reach out to our editor, at Dan Bespris. Well, we move on to the next game here, and it's the 76ers getting the win 109-102 in a revenge game against the Toronto Raptors. You know what, Adam? I want to start off with these Philadelphia 76ers because, man, they are one fun team to watch. Joel Embiid, one of the front runners in the MVP conversation, plays 35 minutes, has 18 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Tobias Harris. Not on my list of snubs, but could be on yours. Play 35 minutes, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Ben Simmons, 15, 9, and 7, doing Ben Simmons things. Danny Green played 31 minutes, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. But look at this here, Adam, 3 steals. And then Forkon Korkmaz got the start for Seth Curry. He had 19 points. He had 7 rebounds, and he also had 2 assists. So filled the role admirably here. What are your thoughts on the Sixers team? And do you believe they are going to be the team that comes out of the East? Uh, yeah, look, uh, they've they've been really impressive. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they finish with the number one seed uh, in the East. I'm not as convinced they will come out of the East and go to the NBA Finals. I still think uh, the Bucks might be the team there. But yeah, look, it's it is a little more wide open than it has been the last couple of years. Um, and in terms of, yeah, their fantasy team, uh, look, I mean, they're, they're very fun to watch, as you said, um, but the fantasy value tends to be locked into a handful of guys on most nights, um, that being Harris, Simmons, Embiid. Uh, they're, they're sort of really the only guys that, that have to be rostered. Um, Seth Curry is, is another one that can be, but he was out tonight. And, and as you mentioned, Korkmaz stepped up and had 19 points. He's not going to do that again. I mean, I don't think we've mentioned his name all year. So, um, yeah, nothing to really see there. Danny Green has been uh, pretty good the last few games, so it could be a bit of a defensive streamer um, if you're looking for those numbers. Um, same with Matisse Thibel. So he had th- three blocks again. Uh, he, he's he's purely a defensive streamer and generally his minutes are just too low to 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 roster him unless you only need steals or blocks because um, he won't he really won't give you anything else. I have been eyeing Seth Curry because he's kind of been hit or miss 
since coming back from that COVID thing, you know, and I think conditioning is a big part of that, but he's a great source for threes. I think he fills that shooting guard role perfectly. He's exactly what they need. He's one of the best shooters in the league. In your opinion, I, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this is a buy low moment. Do you agree? And then if so, can you think of anybody off the top of your head where you're saying if you offer that player, you have a chance for him right now? Uh, for, well, for Seth Curry, I mean, I, I I think in most of my leagues, he's just on the waiver wires at the, at the moment. So if, if you do consider him a, a buy low, you can probably get him for free. Um I would, yeah. I mean, I think if if you threw if you threw out a player, I'm just looking at, at the rankings now. So over the last two weeks, he's the uh, 245th ranked player. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a lot better than that. Um, so yeah, you you don't buy that number. Uh, but he he began the season. I think he sort of shot himself in the foot a little bit by starting the season as he was a, like a top 50 player or something for the first couple of weeks. So everyone's expectations. Um, rose after after those first two weeks. Then he got injured. Then he, he well not injured. He got uh, COVID. So he was he came back and he was he was pretty underdone and his conditioning was way off. And then he missed another game. Uh, so look, I, I think if if you if someone's got him and you're you're chasing him, um, I think you could you'd probably throw out your worst or one of your worst players to so, get him. Um, I don't. You wouldn't need to be giving up too much. Uh, gonna, and then in terms of I'm going to tell you what ends. I'm offering. I'm going to tell you what yeah, I'm offering. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to offer Rui Hashimura. Am I giving up uh, too much? Yeah, that's not that's not really giving much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't perfect, think. That's perfect, right? Um, yeah, look, I, I think that'd be fine. If if you if you gave up um, Hashimura to get Curry, I think I think that's fine. I think Curry finishes above him once all is said and done. Um, I think yeah, I th- I think Seth. He'll probably round out at sort of a top top one twenty sort of player, uh, whereas I mean Hachimura, yeah, I I don't see him as being a must roster guy the, the rest of the season one fifty one sixty something like that. I have him in the one fifties. I'm hoping those steals will propel him to get a little bit higher, but yeah, the steals yeah. the steals are going to be a big thing. But the, this guy needs this guy has a ton of threes and he needs some rebounding. So I mean six rebounds for two three pointers. I think that's a pretty fair deal in my opinion. That's just a guy that's trying to make a deal. And I know he listens to the show, so he knows what's <laughs> going to be coming for him uh, in the next few hours because that's the deal I'm thinking about throwing to him. Let's go ahead and move on over to the Toronto side here. And uh, Pascal Siakam played a team high and I think also a game high 42 minutes in this one. Wow, he played a lot. He finishes with 22 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block. Great game for him. Freddie Van Vliet, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 and 2 away from a triple-double. 2 steals, and get this, from your small point guard, 4 blocked shots in 36 minutes from Freddie Van Vliet. Norman Powell put up 24 points with 6 Assists and three steals. OG Ananobi has 10, 4, 1, and 2, and 1 and 2 being one steal and two blocks. And DeAndre Bembry getting the start, which surprised me a little bit, to be honest, over Boucher, over Baines. It was Bembry who got that start. He finishes with four points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. So he played very well, in my opinion, in his 24 minutes. But what stood out to you the most here, Adam? Uh, look, it's probably. I think a couple of players here who who were probably unlucky to miss out on all-star reserve spots as well. Um, 
Fred Van Fleet being one of those. And I think this game really highlights why why he's been so good in fantasy this year. He only scored 12 points on 14 shot attempts, uh, but managed to get, as you said, eight rebounds, eight assists, four blocks, two steals. So on those nights when he isn't shooting the ball very well, he's he's been able to just improve his game across the board. And, and so he can, he can contribute and be a, a really positive asset um, despite not scoring. So, uh, yeah, look, he, he's he's rolling along. He's a, I'm pretty sure he's a top 20 player this season. So um, you have to be thrilled. He was going around 40 in drafts. So um, really good return there. Uh, and look, Chris Boucher is probably the other guy. We get asked about him all the time uh, in our Discord channel uh, and on Twitter. I think at this point, you're just used to these kinds of performances. So he had, yeah, 23 minutes um only 10 points, three rebounds, a block and a steal. And you just take that at this point um, because the next game he may play 30 minutes and get a double-double with five blocks. So we're just, as frustrating as it is, you just have to ride it out with him and and understand that you're going to get games where he doesn't do a lot and then others where he's the standout player on the court. Do you think he gets freed at some point where we're going to see him consistently getting... 25 to 28 minutes a game as long as he's avoiding foul trouble because you know these these 22 minute stints from him really do bother me because look he only got one block in this one 10 points three rebounds I think just two games ago he he only had nine points and like six rebounds uh yeah he had two blocks and I get the blocks are what's key that's why we have him but I mean I, I I feel like they're not playing him enough am I wrong no, look, from a fantasy perspective, no, you, you're right. Um, it, it is, it's really annoying. I, I'm i not sure I see it changing too much, um, only because I, I think, I mean, as we saw here and we see it, he, he, he's physically, he's just not big enough to match up against players like Joel Embiid. Um, and so they need, they need Baines on the court for his size. And we saw Baines played 30 minutes tonight. He didn't really do anything. He had 11 points, but they just need a big body in there. Uh, and I think the thing with, with Boucher, like people are sort of say about how they need to develop him and, and bring him on and that sort of thing. I think he's 27 or 28 years old. So he isn't, he's not 22, 23, he's, right. he's 28. And so he's, his frame is obviously, I think he, they say he's 200 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilos for Australian people listening, but it's not many. Um, so, yeah, he, he, I, I just don't see his frame changing too much. So I think this is just going to be an issue for him maybe for the rest of his career. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, as much as I would love to see him playing 30 minutes a game, I just don't think it's going to happen. Gotcha. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game here, and it's the Warriors versus the Knicks. And I'll be honest with you here, Adam. I had the Knicks as my underdog play of the day. I really felt that they can pull it out. To be honest, at the same time, though, I did not know that James Wiseman and Kevin Looney were both going to be returning back in this one. So I thought the Knicks were going to have the size advantage. With that said, the Warriors do get the win, 114-106. to 106. And let's go ahead and start off with these Warriors, man. Andrew Wiggins played 37 minutes, 16-5, and five, 16 points, 5 rebounds. Draymond Green, 7 points, 9 rebounds, 12 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Wow, I think, I think Draymond was happy to play with Curry today because Curry played 36 minutes, returning from that little sickness that he had the other day. 
at 37 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals. Kelly Oubre has really been coming alive for me lately. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 blocks. Kelly Oubre Jr. Kevin Looney got the start over James Wiseman today. He played 20 minutes. He had 2.6 rebounds and 4 assists, which kind of surprised me. He also got a block in there. And those who are wondering, Wiseman did play. He had 15 minutes today off the bench. He had 14 points, 2 rebounds, and an assist. What is standing out most to you here about this Golden State Warriors team here, Adam? Uh yeah, so look, it's probably the the centres coming back. I think is what we're really watching here. Um, we know Curry's really good. We know Ubre's been really good lately. So it's Wiseman and Looney. Um, Looney started, but I'm not picking him up anywhere. Uh, he, he's he's sort of a a long term placeholder. I think Wiseman will eventually be that starting centre. Whether it's this season, I don't know. Um, and in terms of Wiseman. They're going to ease him back in a little bit. Um, I mean, even before he went down, he was pretty frustrating to have in, in standard leagues. Uh, and he's he's fine to have. I, I do have him in one of my leagues and I've held on to him. Um, but he is more of a stash sort of guy. So if you're if you're battling and you, you need wins and, and you've got him, uh, it's going to be bumpy, I think. he he As we saw, his minutes were only 16 here. So... Um, he's not going to be overly productive every night, but then he will have that one game where he probably gets sort of 18 points, eight rebounds, four blocks, something like that. So, uh, yeah, that, that, they're sort of the players, I guess we're going to watch for the next week or so for the, for the Warriors. Yeah. I just feel like with Wiseman, it's the same as like problem I'm, I'm gonna have with Boucher but Boucher already getting more minutes and I think being obviously a little bit more productive because of those blocks but you just kind of got to know like you, if you're holding him for the what one and a half blocks a game and you know six rebounds 10 10 to six re, 10 points six six to eight rebounds and a block a block and a half a game you're kind of just holding him for that like you like you said Adam I agree with you I think he's just a long-term hold he's a wait and see type of player for sure we go over to the Knicks side now. Alfred Payton continues to start at point guard. He played 34 minutes, uh, 30, yeah, 34 minutes, 20 points, three rebounds, and four assists. First-time All-Star Julius Randle played 34 minutes, 25 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists. R.J. Barrett continues his struggles this season with four points and ten rebounds. Nerlens Noel also got the start today uh, with Mitchell Robinson being out. Uh, eight points, five rebounds, and three blocks in his 24 minutes of action. And then Reggie Bullock, still doing Reggie Bullock things. Seven points and four rebounds in his 18 minutes as a starter. Uh, what stands out most to you about this team? Well, I, I try to avoid the Knicks, really. Um, other than Randall, uh, I, it's really hard to roster any of them. Uh, with any amount of confidence. Um, Noel is probably a guy I guess we're looking at as a must-roster player, but as I touched on earlier, his production really hasn't gone up since he was handed those the starter's role there. Uh, I mean, he had the three blocks, so a little bit like Robert Williams, if if you if it's blocks that you're looking for with him and steals, you hold on to him in, until Robinson comes back. Um, the guards... Yeah, it's it's just a mess in terms of the minutes there, really. So Peyton played a lot today and had 20 points, but didn't really do anything else. And he doesn't hit threes. Um, his free throws generally aren't ultra efficient, so he can hurt you there. 
Uh, probably, I guess, probably it's Derek Rose, I think, is the one guy that we're watching there. He played 27 minutes today, which is the most he's played um, since he was moved over to the Knicks. Uh, 16 points and eight assists is nice. So it's probably Rose. Uh, he, if, if you had to pick sort of out of Rose, Peyton, Bullock, Burks, Quickly, all those guys, uh, Rose would probably be the one that I would uh, lean towards over all of those guys. I mean, I know they're in a playoff spot currently right now. What are they, like the seventh or eighth seed in the in Yeah, the something like that, yeah. If it comes down to it and they and they see themselves fall, and unfortunately, as as much as I want the Knicks to be good, we all just have to assume the worst with them. So let's just assume that they fall. With Thibodeau yeah. as their coach, are you concerned at all about possible shutdowns for Julius Randle? Because like you said, that's the only real Nick that you have to worry about, right? Is Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. Are you worried about any of those guys for as shutdown candidates later in the year, or do you believe that Thibs is going to keep their guys out there? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, he's not known for, for shutting guys down as such, but we know that he gives his his main guys heavy minutes through the season, so it wouldn't be surprised to see later in the season, Randall go down with some sort of an injury. Um, I don't think they would sort of opt to just rest him and, and, and sit him out, but it could be a case of uh, his knees are just bothering him or something like that. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, there is certainly a risk there that come the end of the season and the fantasy playoffs, Randall could be a player that that's at risk of missing some games. Yeah, that's, I mean, I... <sighs> I don't know. I feel like I, th- I feel like Thibs is always going to do Thibs things. He's going to keep him out there. He's going to keep playing him 28-plus minutes in a game that doesn't even matter. I mean, I already seen it earlier this year. They, they were down by like 15, and they kept him in the game the entire time. It was ridiculous. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game here, and it was one that I watched very closely as someone that covers the Sacramento Kings as they fall 118 to 127 to the Brooklyn Nets. And let's go ahead and start off with this Sacramento Kings side. De'Aaron Fox played 38 minutes. He had 27 points and 8 assists. Harrison Barnes had 18 and 3, 1 and 1 in his return from an ankle injury. Buddy Heald finally kind of got it going a little bit in this one with 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. Bags had a double-double. Marvin Bagley in 30 minutes as a starter had 12 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Rashawn Holmes, 18 points and 11 rebounds in his return. He also had 1 steal and 1 block. But the player of the game in my opinion, and it's not even a debate. The player of the game in this one was Therese Halliburton, the rook. He played 39 minutes, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals, and a block. What stands out to you about the Sacramento Kings team? And, and and let me ask you this here too, Adam. What do you think they need to do to become relevant for the future? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to, to, to let anybody else know my, my problem with this team. Uh, yeah, look, it must be frustrating being a Kings fan because um, it's been a while since they've they've been sort of ultra competitive. Um, uh, look, in terms of fantasy for tonight, as you you touched on it, there Halliburton was was really good again. Uh, I'm not sure whether whether they will actually moving in into the starting lineup. Um, I don't know sort of what your thought, thoughts are there. Like there are people calling for him to be moved into the starting lineup. I actually don't mind him coming off the bench. Um, I guess if he was going to move in, it it would be possibly Buddy Heald coming out. I don't 
Yeah. I don't know how they would do that, but yeah. it would be Buddy Hield coming out of the starting lineup for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and look, maybe that would work. I mean, maybe maybe Hield comes off your bench as sort of a Lou Williams type, um, just, just sort of with a green light to fire away because he he hasn't been good this season. I think we can probably agree on that. Um, or not, he hasn't been up to sort of the level that we expect anyway. Um, so yeah, so Halliburton is is the guy there. He was really good. I'm I'm really really high on him this season. He's been uh, I think he's I just pulled it up there. He's the 40th ranked player in standard leagues. So um, he and both he and Lamelo Ball are sort of the far and away the two top rookies this season. Still, uh, still in, the draft is Tyrese Halliburton. Facts. Pardon? Still of the draft was Tyrese Halliburton oh, at 12. Facts. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, moving forward, I guess uh, it, it's it's hard to know. They're sort of in that they're in that in between area, so they're not they're not terrible, but they're not great either. So they're sort of stuck in where they they're gonna f- sort of fight for to get into the playoffs. Probably won't get in, but even if they do, they might lose in the first round, uh, which it just prohibits them from from getting those really high draft picks. I mean, they, they got really lucky with Halliburton there. Um, I like, I mean, I really like Rashawn Holmes as a fantasy player. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm not sold on him as a, as sort of a, I guess a piece that you need if you want to challenge for, for playoffs and that sort of thing. I'm not, I'm not sure of yeah. his on court value. I mean, he's obviously their best option at center there. Um, he's just a, I don't know, a little bit undersized for a guy that doesn't really shoot threes. Um, He's Montrez Harrell with defense. What was that? He's Montrez Harrell with defense. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, look, he's he's fine. It's just the, yeah, he doesn't spread the floor. um, And having him on the floor with Marvin Bagley, who also doesn't really spread the floor that well, I uh, don't think that's a, a good combination there. I don't know what your thoughts are on Bagley. I know from a fantasy perspective, he gets trashed a lot uh, in terms of a, he's basically been a flop so far. So as a, I guess as a Kings expert, what are your thoughts on Bagley? <laughs> oh man. Uh, Bagley is a bag of work. Let me tell you. I mean, let's be honest, guys. He hasn't played very many games because of injury. So this is technically, in terms of games played, I think he's starting his his. He's at the tail end of his second season, or possibly starting his third year. So Bagley has a lot of work to do. He's played well as of late. I think over these last two weeks and during this King slump, he has been averaging 19 points and eight rebounds. So lately, he has been playing pretty well also during a Kings losing streak. So that's kind of where I I, kind of have my issues with Bagley. I want to see him playing good when the team is playing good. And I've said this countless times over and over, and I had to say it again today. When Bagley plays within the offense and plays as a player that just wants to find his role on the team, he looks like he could be a really good player. He looks nice. It's the problem is that he, I think, has the mindset of I'm a number two pick. I need to be doing this, this, and this. And he tries to do too much, and he's not developed for it yet. And and he just needs to slowly develop. But once he learns that you can shift gears and take a break and the ball will find you as long as you're playing within his role, he will be a better player. 
Now, in terms of being a starter, uh, and 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 the rotation change, I think it's it hands down, Buddy Heal needs to come out of the starting lineup. That's no debate in my eyes. I think Halliburton is the the easy person's pick, but in my opinion, it needs to be Daquan Jeffries. I think Daquan Jeffries is underrated. They need to put him in the game. He's their best wing defender away from De'Aaron Fox. He helps this team by bringing that defensive grit and intensity that needs to be out there. And I'm not saying he needs to get a, a huge uptick in minutes, but there's 17 minutes that's given to a player, 17 to 20 plus minutes that's given to a player that needs no more minutes, and that's Corey Joseph. So I don't want to harp, harp on the Kings too much, but <laughs> because you can tell, I can just go on a rant. If you guys want to listen yeah, to more of my Kings yeah. talks, just check out the Kings Court podcast. You know what I mean? I, 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 that's where I cover the Kings on a weekly basis. Yeah. No, it was just it's just interesting, I guess, to hear um, your perspective uh, in a in a like putting my obviously a fantasy having a fantasy hat on is a little bit different um, to to having a a real life fan hat on. So uh, it, it's it's good to hear that sort of your thoughts parallel my thoughts and I think the thoughts of a lot of people who play fantasy. Um, and that's interesting about um, Jeffries coming into the starting lineup. And, and I mean, when you explain it there, it does make sense. And as I sort of mentioned earlier, I think I like, I don't mind Halliburton coming off the bench because um, I think having him and, and Fox on the floor together to start the game, I mean, they won't get in each other's way, but I think they, they, they sort of both need to be facilitating the offense and, and it's hard to have two facilitators out there. Um I just, I just to, think to De- open the game. I just think De'Aaron Fox is a player right now that needs to to be the go to guy, and I think yeah. he's developed into that. And it's hard when he also needs to be the facilitator for Buddy Heald, who can't really create his own basket uh, off yeah. the dribble. So he's a catch and shoot. So De'Aaron Fox is playing orchestrator and scorer and defensive. He just has so much on his plate. So you add in a guy that can at least help with the defensive side of it with Daquan Jeffries, who can also shown to be a, a hustler, a rebounder, and a, and can can knock down an open three. I mean, and he can take the ball up the court and that helps that helps out De'Aaron Fox as well. I just think he's a good fit and then Halliburton complements and helps Buddy Heald start finding his rhythm uh against you know, the, the second-tier guys, the bench guys, and Buddy Hield can still get the more minutes. Remember, it's never about who starts the game. It's about who finishes. And let's continue on to this next team because we got a podcast to finish here as well. Yeah, we do. Yep. <laughs> so we go over to the Brooklyn side. There's James Harden. He played 40 minutes, had 29, 11, and 14, continues his, his phenomenal run as a Brooklyn net. Kyrie Irving had 21, 5, and 7 with three steals in his 36 minutes of action. DeAndre Jordan played 34 minutes at 10 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 blocks. Yikes. Joe Harris, 32 minutes, 18, 4, and 1. And Bruce Brown, man, he put on a show today. 29 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Uh, Tyler Johnson got significant run off the bench. But I think, honestly, and I want to ask you this. Claxton, I think his first name is Nick. Nick Claxton, their rookie, he played 13 minutes, five points, one rebound, one assist. What are your thoughts on Claxton? Because for me personally, I'm taking a wait and see approach, but I feel like the Nets are secretly really high on Claxton and they want him to get healthy because they see him taking on some pretty big minutes on the second half of the year. What about you? Yeah, look, I agree. I, I think they are pretty high on him. Um, for only 14 minutes, uh, but he did have a block as well. Um, shot well from the field. I think 
the fact that they gave up, I mean, obviously, obviously they, they wanted James Harden and that sort of thing, but the fact that they were, were okay with moving on from Jarrett Allen um, probably indicates that they do see Claxton as a pretty significant piece there because DeAndre Jordan is not, not the starting center for, for them long-term. Um, so yeah, look, uh, he, he's not in a position to be rostered in 12 team leagues yet. Uh, it's going to, he's coming off a fairly sort of significant layoff. So it's going to be a while, but, but I, I can, I can see him sort of edging up to, to 20, maybe 22 minutes a game within the next couple of weeks. If, if he, if everything progresses as expected, um, Jeff Green was out tonight, which helped him, uh, sort of got him into the rotation there, perhaps a little bit more than they had anticipated. But yeah, look, I, I agree. I think he's someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, I agree with you. I think 20 minutes a game is going to be a key for him. And, and for those who didn't watch the game at all and or know who Claxton is, he's going to be a hustle guy. He's he's like a lighter version of DeAndre Jordan. He's going to run around. He's going to block shots. I mean, honestly, if I had to do a comp, it's Rashawn Holmes. That That's his comp. His comp is a Rashawn Holmes type of player. And uh, he looks good. They were already talking about it. I was watching the Nets broadcast and they were just talking so highly of him. They are saying that James Harden and Kyrie and Kevin, they're going to have so much fun just being able to throw the ball at the rim and the guy can catch it above the backboard and bring it down. So it seems like everyone knows what Claxton is going to bring to this team. Like you said, though, Adam, it was a long layoff. He's got to get his feet under him. He's still a young player. But, again, if you're coming out of this all-star break and you have an open roster spot and you're and you're doing fine in the league and you're like, hey, you know, I want to add a flyer to a player – to it to my team and it's a player that could have nice upside for blocks and rebounds and possibly even field goal percentage i think claxton could be your guy let's yeah go, let's go ahead and great yep let's go ahead and move on to the next game here and that's the the pistons defeating and getting their first win with dennis smith jr at point guard a 105 to 93 win my only underdog play that hit today by the way, 105-93 over the Orlando Magic. And let's go ahead and start this off with Dennis Smith Jr. and the Detroit Pistons. Dennis Smith Jr. started, only played 18 minutes, but he made an impact. 14 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks from your point guard. Jeremy Grant continues to do Jeremy Grant things. 17.7 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, Sadiq Bey, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. So if he's still sitting on your roster, you need to go get him. He's starting and he's playing very well as the starter now replacing uh Blake, replacing Blake Griffin in that starting unit. Mason Plumley, 29 minutes, 7 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists and 3 blocks from Plumley and Makai Luke, 21 minutes, 9 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. What stands out to you? Um it's probably Saban Lee I think. Um Dennis Smith yeah he started again and he was better than than he was in his first game as starter but uh, it's only been two games but it, it looks as though they they want to give Saban Lee the majority of the the point guard minutes there he had 29 um with a really good line tonight so if you're looking for a short-term ad uh, until Delon Wright is back which looks like it'll probably be after the All-Star break uh, I th- I think Saban Lee makes sense. I mean, the Pistons have literally nothing to play for, so um, why wouldn't you get him out there and, and see what you've got uh, in him? Um, yeah, look, he and outside of him, I mean, we know we know what the Pistons are. Um, Sadiq Bay is another 
guy that's fine to have. This is a this is a serviceable line that he's that he's put up, um, and this this is what he's going to be moving forward. But uh, no, it's Saban Lee that sort of excites me a little bit. Go ahead and move on to the other side here because this is where the news kind of happened in the first half. And that's Nikola Vucevic rolled his ankle and was seen limping to the locker room. Uh, he did come back to start the second half, and he did finish with 32 minutes in the game, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 blocks. Uh, my dog is just snorting up boogers. I don't know if you can hear that over there, but it's really loud. Uh, Evan Fournier had 32 minutes, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, 11.6 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, James Ennis continues to start, which surprises me. 4 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. And then Alfred Grimino surprisingly got the start. 3 points, 4 rebounds, uh, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. Uh, what stands out to you about this Orlando team? Uh, yeah, look, Vucevic, I guess the the injury is something we want to watch. Um, they have got a whole heap of guys out already, so they'll be hoping he, he can play through it. But uh, ankles can be tricky. So, yeah, look, it wouldn't surprise me if he misses a couple of games, but we'll wait and see. Um, yeah, look, yeah, Ennis is starting. I I also don't really know why. I just, I wish they would just start Chuma Akiki. Uh, he was he was pretty good in his 21 minutes tonight, had um, six, four, three, and three uh, with a pair of three-pointers as well. So, I a little bit like Saban Lee for the for the Pistons there. Why wouldn't you just throw him in and, and give him decent minutes and see what you've got? Um, Michael Carter Williams was fine again. Look, he's he's a twelve team guy. There's not a lot of upside there. Um, but if yeah, you, you just hold him for now. Uh, and outside of outside of that, um, yeah, Fournier cooled off. He'd been really hot the last couple of games, but. Uh, this is not completely surprising, but he'll be fine. He'll be a lot better than this. So uh, that's probably it for the Magic side for me. If you had a guess, not even guess, buy or sell, Aaron Gordon is not a ma- Magic player by the end of the trade deadline. Um, ooh. Uh, I, th- I think he probably will be, only because I don't know who would trade for him. Um. There's a lot of teams a, still showing interest in Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I think he, it's, he's he's sort of that one of those guys that he's never reached his potential. Uh, we, we've seen what he can do. He's got a good passing game. He's very athletic. Uh, he can hit threes. Um, he's sort of he, he, I mean, if I if I had to compare him to someone, it's always been Blake Griffin. Um, he reminds me a little bit of of Blake Griffin. Yeah, and. He sort of mirroring Blake Griffin. His game is getting further away from the basket, which I know the league is just trending in that direction. But I think he could do a lot of damage inside if he actually used his athleticism and his size. Um, he could actually improve whether that's something that he's consciously going away from or the team are, are sort of guiding him that way. I don't know. Um I, from a fantasy perspective, I wouldn't mind if he went somewhere else because I think I think it just a change of scenery uh, would probably be good for him because I don't. Uh, it's hard to see him reaching his potential where he is now. So, did you buy or did you sell? He's in Orlando, or uh, that he's I'll, traded. Oh, uh, I th- I think he will be, but I hope he's not. Okay, okay. So you're selling. You're selling the idea. I think he's. I think he's gone. I don't think he will be a magic player. By the end of this, I think the Magic are gonna uh, think the Magic are gonna go full rebuild here. I think it's time. I hope, 
Yeah, I, I, well, I think they have to. I think um, they, they're, they're a little bit similar to, to the Kings, I suppose. They're always thereabouts. They're always sort of the seventh, eighth, ninth seed. Um, and it's just really hard to, to work yourself out of that position without um, landing sort of a mega trade or somehow landing a number one pick or going full re- rebuild. So, um, yeah, look, it's probably time to go that way, I think. I just think that you Vucevic is not getting any younger. You know, he's an all-star this year. He's played well, but the age is getting up there. I think we've figured out the max of Aaron Gordon. You still have Jonathan Isaac on the back burner. You still got Markel Fultz, who was good. You know, they've just been hit with so many injuries. So, But how much do they really believe in these players, and how much do they believe Aaron Gordon is a part of this future when, it, in my opinion, they can go get – a better stretch four, maybe maybe a uh, a veteran leader that still has some tread on the tires, something like that. Or could you reach out to Oklahoma City and get a first round pick for him, a late first round pick? They're sitting on so many. There's potential there. I think he is also a really good fit next to SGA. That's why I'm bringing that up there. So we'll see. I I just I just don't I just don't think Aaron Gordon's going to be a magic. I think they're going to go in full rebuild mode. And we'll see what happens with that one. We move on to the next game here, Adam, and it's the Atlanta Hawks falling to the Cleveland Cavaliers. One of the bigger upsets of the day. Again, uh, let's. I I have to do it. I I have to start off with this Atlanta team because they have just been horrible. But fantasy wise, they've been exactly what I thought they would be. They've been good. Kevin Herter, thirty-seven minutes, twenty-two points, four steals, looked great. Trey Young, twenty-eight, seven, and twelve. The Capella project, Clint Capella had 12 points, 16 rebounds, one steal, one block. Tony Snell got the start, 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 blocks. John Collins, 13, 3, and 1. What are your thoughts on this on, on this, uh, on this Hawks team here, Adam? I, I, I find them interesting. What about you? Yeah, they are. And as you said, from a fantasy perspective, they've been what, what we sort of thought they would be. Um in reality, it's not good. Um, they just find ways to lose games. Uh, Collins went out with a with concussion, I think, in this one. So, um, given the sort of the all the mandatory tests and stuff that players have to pass nowadays, there's a chance he's going to be out for a couple of games. Uh, so just keep an eye on that. Uh, if he is out, um, Gallinari started the second half, but still basically did nothing. So maybe Onyeka Okongwu gets into the, the rotation a little bit more. Um, so deeper leagues could keep an eye on him. Uh, yeah, Trey Young was really good. He was oddly inefficient from the free throw line. That that doesn't happen too often, so I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, and Kevin Herter is probably the other guy there that, that I'm sort of being impressed with. He's been a top top 100 player over the last month. Um, Reddish was out in this one. It uh, doesn't sound like it's a serious injury, but we know that Achilles soreness um, can often lead to other things if it's not managed properly. So it wouldn't be surprising to see him miss, whether it's a, a stretch of games or, or just be rested and managed a little bit through this. So that only helps um, Kevin Herter there. So, yeah, I think he has to be a Moss roster player at the moment. What about Cam Reddish? Because... In Yahoo leagues, he is a three-positional player, shooting guard, small forward, and power forward. It looks like, like you said, the injury is not that serious. But, you know, like, he's finding himself in a place where the minutes are going to be there, right? 
Bogdanovich is out. Rondo's in and out. You just saw John Collins getting concussion protocol. D- Danilo Gallinari seems like he's going to stay on a minute cap. I think I don't think you're going to see him exceed two, 25 minutes in many games. And Gallo's, you know, just a veteran. And I, I don't know what, what much left he has. Should he be rostered in more than just 44% of leagues? Or do you think, you know, just take the wait and see approach because that field goal percentage is too scary? Um, Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's a pretty frustrating guy to have. Um, I had him in a few teams, and I've slowly just dropped him over time um, because the minutes are there. But as you said, he's very inefficient. Um, he doesn't. I mean, he had a he had a game with five steals, um, so he'll often just do enough to sort of make me think, okay, I'll just hold on to you for one more game or two more games. Uh, but I've I've dropped him pretty much everywhere now, and he's. He's only just inside the top 200 over the last month. So, yeah, he, I, I'm okay with people dropping him um, and, and moving on. I don't think he – it's not going to be a situation where you drop him and then someone else picks him up and he, he turns into this top 50 player. So I don't think you've got to stress about it too much. Who would you rather own? Fus, I don't know how to pronounce his na- first name, but uh, Compazzo, the point guard. Yeah. From the Nuggets or Cam Reddish, who would you rather own? Um, probably Campazzo, I think. Uh, he he's been pretty good. I, I guess both of them their their minutes uh, are somewhat reliant on injuries to others. So Campazzo's minutes have been really good uh, the last few games, but they have had um, Gary Harris out. Um, Jamichael Green was out uh, today. Um, Murray appeared to hurt his shoulder today, so that's just something to to keep. I'm sure we'll touch on that when we get to the Nuggets. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's probably Campazzo. I think he, he's his field goal percentage is pretty good. He, his assist numbers are nice. He can get steals like Reddish. Um, yeah, so I'd probably sort of take him there and take the upside. Yeah, so we're going to definitely be taking the wait and see approach with Cam. It sounds like, which is fine. I fully understand it. Let's go ahead and go over to the, the Cleveland side here. And I, I, this is just one of those teams where I feel like any player on any given night can be something special, uh, at least at least for the, at least the, the, the seven guys that I think you're going to see consistent minutes from. And the first one is Darius Garland. He played 42 minutes, 17 and 8 with two steals. You know, he just keeps looking like he's getting better and better. Isaac Okoro seems to be a solid rookie, a little inconsistent, but he played well today. Eight five, eight points, five rebounds, three blocks. He also uh, gave you a trickle of assists in there. Jared Allen, the future at center for them. 13 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, one steal, four blocks. That's a Jared Allen line if you've never seen one before. Colin Sexton. Sexton was in full effect today. He had 29 points and five assists with a steal. And... I don't even know who Wade is, if I'm being 100% honest with you. I have no idea who that is. But he played 20 minutes as a starter, and he had five points, two rebounds, two assists, and two blocks. So the blocks are there. Is Wade a pickup, Adam? What are your thoughts on the Cavs? Uh, No, Wade is not a pickup. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't be running to grab him. Look, he was good. He provided them good energy. I actually watched um, a bit of this game, had it on in the background. Um, Yeah, look, he, he did what he needed to do, but this was just a spot start. Um, Torian Prince will be back soon and then they've got Love who's probably only a couple of games away as well and then Larry Nance will be back after the All-Star break I would say so yeah look he'll, he'll basically be out of the rotation then um, yeah look 
Sexton and Garland were, were both were both fine. Uh, they they should both be rostered everywhere. Uh, it, Jared Allen, I mean, man, if you drafted him, you've got to be thrilled with how things have played out uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm just pulling up. I know he's been high. Oh, hang on. The last two weeks, he's... Uh, so yeah, top top sixty player the last two weeks. Um, but I'm pretty sure without Drummond there, which is the, what that's sort of been a week I think since uh, since Drummond went. Yeah. Jared Allen's the sixteenth ranked player. So in in the three games there, um, a second round value. I don't think he'll be that good moving forward because Nance and and um, Love will come back and and take some of those rebounds and stuff away. But I think he'll probably be a top forty player the rest of the way. Um, and for for a few people, they may have even got Jared Allen off of waivers um, at some point in the season. So, yeah, look, he could turn out turn out to be a real game changer this season for sure. Yeah, Jared Allen, since becoming the starter, is ranked right now twenty uh, ninth. So just inside the top mm-hmm. thirty, he's averaging seventy six percent from the field, fifty three percent from the line. Obviously, that's going to be his struggle. Uh, but twenty six points. 17 rebounds. That's crazy. 26.17 rebounds since becoming a starter. Is that real? Is that what he's been doing? Because I haven't been seeing that till right now. That is crazy. But, yeah, look at that. Since becoming the starter, that's a lot of points. 22, yeah. 20, 26, followed with rebounds of 10, 14, 10, 17, and 14. Wow. You guys are getting a steal. Jared Allen, who wants to trade him to me? I got some players for you. I could use a good center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah, and look the scoring. I mean, that's something that we haven't really associated with him in in the past. Um, so it's a it's an aspect that's it's sort of an untapped resource, I suppose, when it comes to to Jared Allen. But yeah, look, I mean, the numbers the numbers speak for themselves. So yeah, congratulations if you did manage to get him off waivers. You know, this is why I love doing this show since I've taken it over, and this is my third show in it. I always find these little things that kind of surprise me, right? Like. I don't know who Wade is. I have no idea who D Wade is, and it's not Dwayne Wade. Trust me, I know that, right? So I was like, man, that's the that's the first time. And then to find out, just by a quick glance, that they're still starting, uh, uh, the dude from the Magic. What's the uh, his name is? I don't know why I keep thinking Dwayne oh, Bacon. Yeah, why are they starting James Ennis? Uh, that makes no absolutely no sense. They, I think Dwayne Bacon's better than him. They got young guys that could use some run. It doesn't make any sense. So, so sometimes I love doing this show just because I feel like I learn things. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? I still learn things on a daily basis. Yep, but, that's good. That's why we do the show. Exactly. <laughs> See, look, just like the listeners, I'm a part of them, and I have to host this show. Crazy. Uh, last game, so we can wrap this show up. The Blazers fall by five, one eleven to one oh six to the Denver Nuggets. And uh I have the Portland line already pulled up. So we're gonna start off with Portland. And Ennis Cantor played thirty eight minutes. He had sixteen points, fourteen rebounds, had himself a very nice game against Jokic. He even got a block. So it helped you guys with the defensive stats. Damian Lillard played thirty five minutes, had twenty five points, seven rebounds, thirteen assists. Gary Trent Jr. kept the scoring alive with 18 points and not much else. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., I think this is one of his highest scoring games of the season. He had 18 points today in his 29 minutes, 5 rebounds and 3 blocks. 
Robert Covington had a huge cool-off, got hit with the ice bucket today. Zero points on 0-5 shooting. He did have seven rebounds, and he did continue his games with blocks because he did get one of them here. Uh, what stood out to you about the Blazers? Uh, it was a, Yeah, this was another game that I saw quite a bit of. So Carmelo had a good game with 24 points, but I think he had 17 of those in the second quarter from wow. memory, um, and he sort of... He basically just took Michael Porter Jr. to town. Uh, Derek Jones, yeah, look, he's been – he wasn't great yesterday, I don't think, when they played, uh, but much better in this one, and he, he has been trending up. So he's probably worth a look in standard leagues. He's, as you said, he's not going to score 18 points very often, uh, but he, he, will, he will get you blocks and steals. So – uh, he's worth a look. And Covington, um, yeah, not a, not a good game, but he's been really good uh, leading up to this. So you just have to move on if you've got Covington on your roster. I have Sir Robert Covington on my roster. For those who listen to me quite a bit here at Hoopball, everyone knows how much I love Sir Robert Covington. Uh, look, man, there, there's just so many players here, right, that, that, that get minutes for the the Blazers that's hard to tell you which one you need to go pick up which ones are even available anymore I guess my question to you is this Nurkic is expected to come back are you at any point from now or uh uh before the trade deadline for most leagues are you trying to shoot some buy low offers before he comes back or was his slump too scary to where you're just stamping him with someone else's headache uh, for the rest of the year? Um, oh, look, I'd still be trying to get him. If you could get him low enough, then I would. He, yeah, he wasn't, um, he, he was, he, I think he was another one of those guys who was just, he was overhyped um, to begin the season. So he was going in drafts probably a lot higher than he needed to be. Um, and because of that, expectations were, were really high to begin the season. So um, that's not to say that he, he wasn't disappointing because he was, but I think that he, he'll, he'll level out and, and finish where sort of where he needs to. Um, and I, I, I still think I'd probably view him as a top, probably a top 60 player uh, once he's back and once he's up and going. So, I mean, if you could throw out and get a sort of give up a top 80 or a top 100 player to get him, uh, then I would. But I think anyone that, that had him was was starting to see him turn things around and get going before he went down with the injury. So it's unlikely that they're if they've been holding this long, I don't think they're going to just give him up for a top 100 player. But look, I mean, you never know. If, if, if whoever's got him on their roster is, um, only has one IR spot and they've got Anthony Davis on their team or, or someone else who is taking up that spot, then maybe they, they'll sort of be in a mindset where they need to move on and just get some numbers on the board. For those looking and thinking, like, why would they mention Yusuf Nurkic? News came out today that Teresat said that he's actually, Nurkic is actually starting to do very well with his rehab and that uh, he's already been out there. He's looking good with the ball in his hands, so I'm assuming that he's already been dribbling the ball in some non-contact drills. And uh, in about two weeks, you get the official timetable, and then right near there, you're in the all-star break. So you're going to have a nice couple days of a layoff where Nurkic is just going to continue his rehab, and I think he, he could be available for that first game back of the second half, half of the season. So that's that's why I had to bring him up today, guys. 
Denver Nuggets side here, Adam. Michael Porter Jr., you said he got torched by Carmelo, but he got the last laugh getting the win, and he played 39 minutes, had 12 points, 10 rebounds, and a block in this game. Jamal Murray, 24-5-8 with two steals and a block. You have more on him in just a little bit. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, man, he's been just phenomenal. 41 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal. Uh, uh, Monte Morris, 32 minutes as a starter, had 8 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. Will Barton had 9-7 and seven as a starter in 30 minutes. And I, we talked about him earlier, but Composo played 27 minutes off the bench and had 6 assists, but not much else. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts? What, what, what do you know about Jamal Murray? Uh, yeah, so I, I saw bits of this game, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, he looked to be holding his shoulder or sort of neck shoulder injury. I haven't been able to get on Twitter and have a look if there's been any updates. Uh, but he did look to be in, in a bit of pain um, and and he was struggling. So he, he came on late because I know he, he wasn't doing a lot to begin the game. So he obviously finished the game and and played 38 minutes. So perhaps it was just a stinger. He might've just copped a screen or something there and and it might not be a long-term issue, but just something to monitor um, if you do have him. Uh, Yeah, look, Porter Jr., I sort of mentioned him and and I actually tweeted something out watching the game, um, watching him play and the team, how they're, they're just, it's almost as though they're refusing to involve him in their offense. I think he it was the second quarter or third quarter. Must have been the second quarter, I think, that I was watching. And he was on for uh, seven minutes to begin the quarter. Didn't touch the ball once in offense. So he had a couple of rebounds, but but didn't touch the ball. And it's it was almost as though they weren't even looking for him. There were a couple instances where he was open in the corner and they just they went to another option. Um and it's it's almost as though I mean I don't know I'm not obviously not involved with the Nuggets or anything like that so but it's almost as though sort of ownership and the uh, the front office have told um, the coaching staff you need to be giving Porter Junior more minutes so they are because he played played 40 minutes uh, which is really good but they they're just saying well we'll give him minutes but we're not going to involve him in the offense at all because that's that's how it appeared. Uh, he had, I think he had 11 points at quarter time or 10, 10 or 11 points. Uh, and he finished with 12, with 12 points. So that's just a bit of a vent. Um, it's hard to see him turning things around at the moment. I think he needs to be traded. Yeah, I agree with um, but that. I, I don't, I don't know sort of how that's going to fit. Uh, I would love to see him go basically anywhere else. Um, and look, it's frustrating. I know his defense uh, isn't great, but you've got like Will Barton out there with him, who's a terrible defender, and and just throwing up all these terrible shots. So, if they, yeah, if there was a reason to not have him on the floor, then then I'd be okay with it. But uh, it's yeah, it's pretty frustrating. But anyway, that's just a vent there. Yeah, no, more, no worries. I I think I think you're right. I think the only way Michael Porter Jr. reaches the potential that he wants to reach and the upside that everyone envisions him to have, it's not going to be on this Nuggets team. I just don't see that happening. I think that's a, I th- I think he's a trade away from being the player that he needs to be. But we are now an hour and fifteen minutes in of this box score breakdown for February. Was it twenty third 
of 2021. Wow, I cannot believe we're already about to be in month three in about a week. That's crazy to me. Adam, before I let you go, let the fans out there know where they can find you online and uh, what they can be expecting from you here at uh, hoop-ball.com. Uh, so Twitter is just at Adam King 91. Um, follow me on there and, and of course follow, um, at Hoopball fantasy as well. Uh, so yeah, look, I'm doing the daily dish and, and the player blurbs. Uh, we've got our new, um, well, it's not new, but our YouTube channel, uh, which is sort of getting a little bit more attention lately. We've got a, a, a pregame show, which we're trying to fire up. Uh, every day uh, it doesn't always work out that way but most days we get that out uh, and we've got a couple of new shows potentially coming um, no no sort of details yet and until we get some things locked in but yeah there's a few exciting things hopefully coming out in the in the next couple of weeks um, or just after the all-star break so stay tuned for that yeah guys go follow him at adam king 91 yeah that's that's awesome and speaking of the youtube channel I I think I am going to be one of those new shows that are on the channels on Mondays for the Hoopball gaming side where I'll be just going over the lines and the spreads, not necessarily saying, you know, which ones I'm picking. Again, it's not a wager pass thing. You have to sign up for the wager pass, 33 cents a day, nine ninety nine a month. Definitely recommend you guys going and signing up there at hoop-ball.com. But, you know, just, give it, just talking picks, taking questions, seeing what you guys are looking. I'm excited to start doing that. That's going to be coming on Mondays. I don't know if it's this upcoming Monday or in a week or two. Adam, maybe you know more about that than I do. I still have to work, at, work that out with Dan, but him and I have been discussing, and that's going to be the thing moving forward. Uh, you guys can follow me at VM Center. I'm Vince Miracle. Follow me at VM Center on all social media platforms, at Hoopball Tweets, at Hoopball Fantasy, at Hoopball Gaming, and, man, I think it's time to hit hit the old hey there, Adam. So from me to you, thank you for doing the show to me. To all the listeners, remember to rate, review, subscribe, bookmark Hoop-Ball for all your fantasy basketball needs. And until next time, guys, bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.